Welcome to another episode of Distry with Kate and Kirk. I am your co-ghost host with my second star to my right and my ghost co-host, Kate. Kate, how are we doing today? Doing really great. Really excited for whatever it is you're going to show me. <laughs> right. So uh, I have had this Ezra for quite some time, this guy. This was gifted to me by um, Lemwell Magic Bands and Trash Cans, and it is a sipper. So they had this out, and this lights up when you click that. But uh, my dear friend Ellie took me to Cast Connection, and now what's better than one is two. So now I have Gus, and I have Ezra, and then I, because I'm a completionist, I already found a Phineas online for really cheap. So boom, bam, I will have Trey. So I'll have all three of them. Oh, but, my God. But wait, there's more. I feel like Ron from Peel. <laughs> this okay. guy, I, my, I've had my little, my little ghostly eyes on forever, but it's been out of stock at Memento Mori until last week. <gasps> He's officially back. Oh, and I am, you brought him home. I had to. The box, huge. But he doesn't weigh that much. And you oh, can shit. flip on the – hang on. <laughs> but I love it, right? Doesn't he look great? Oh, and the and the, and the way that he's positioned. I mean, this is this is obviously not to scale, but like this is one to one in terms of modeling. Like this cast, yeah. whoever did this, did a really nice job. And I like that when it's going to sit above, like it literally will loom above me. And that, like when I put him on a shelf somewhere, I don't know. I don't have an office or anything, but you know. For now. Watch you, just like all the Haunted Mansion does, right? Mm -hmm. In your home, always. I love it. It's yep. so great. I'm yeah, so they, excited. The, the gargoyle is like the greatest addition ever. I was like, so you should have seen me carrying this thing out. I was so excited. So, um, <sighs> anywho's, um, we're ready to now. We've we've uh, exited the attic last week. We yes. talked about our um, our love for. Uh, we love trees around here. So we were talking about branches and scariness and were they mechanical or, Oh, hang on. Mine's getting all weird. Hang on. BR, hang on. Let me check. My okay. Please stand by. Kirk's on its way back. Hi everyone. The better. Okay. <laughs> all right. I don't know. It's like everybody else is telling me I'm bad. So like, that's like, it's, I think I'm, I'm good the whole entire time. You know, you look great to me. <laughs> uh, I switched between I, Oh, well, thank you. I have uh, I have two Wi-Fi's. I, I literally have like, there's one where it comes into our house and then there's one that we have like a repeater. Cause like the further you get away from it and all the walls are cement, it's like, you need something like that. So. Well, let's hope that it works now. Am I good? So, We're not I, good. So as you were saying, we were talking about creepy trees because that's what we do for an hour. And we were we went in depth and we also discussed, are, do we fall? Are we pushed? How do we get out the window of the attic? And I think we kind of landed on that we we fall out of the attic and descend down to the graveyard. Uh, get it? We landed on that we fell out. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is so true. I think I think we definitely landed and fell out. Thank you so much for all the feedback. I appreciate that. Yes, and we were we also got the opportunity to see um, 
Silas Crump, the caretaker of right. the graveyard, and his doggy Bones, which was also Bones. cool. Oh, speaking of which, oh, where did my phone oh, go? Bones. Hang on. BRB. BRB. Okay. <laughs> this is this is now I just I'll have to entertain you guys. Okay, it's back. <laughs> yeah, I'm back because when I had just uh went on the Haunted Mansion, not only was I looking things for you, but last week we had talked about trying to find this exit queue area with oh. the tracks. Yeah. And there are the footprints. So we have footprints and the doggy paw prints in the actual queue. I'm going to play this one more time. So there's, if you look over the emergency exit, you will see little footprints and little paw prints right next to it. And it's actually really easy to see when you, um, basically when you uh, exit out of either the external queue area or where the lightning lane merges right there just before all the headstones. That's where the door is that you look over. It's it's not like you have to go into the back queue, which I actually thought I was going to have to, but yeah. that's not the case. So, oh, thank you for the love for the shirt. Check out walruscarp.com. So, yeah. That's awesome that you found that. I can't wait to see it in person. So excited. Do they have that extended queue? Yeah, it's, it's like anything else, like. It only is open like midday on. Uh, it is not open in the morning. And it's weird because it's not open in the morning. And sometimes they'll put you down back where the canoes were and wrap you over by the Liberty Bell's exit. It's like very yeah. strange. I'm not That's really not sure exactly why they elect to do that versus using the extended queue. Because the extended queue is shooting out water and bubbles with Captain Culpepper's um, tombs so like that's really fun for kids and all the all the interactive pieces like the organ and the songs and i don't know it's just kind of weird but yeah that is weird yeah. um elliot says never noticed the paw prints before thanks kirk so for showing us that yeah yeah the paw prints paw prints uh we had i we had researched it but not physically seen it in person so now I get to geek out even more and be like, hey, did you know that the paw prints are over here? And people are in the queue like, ugh, what? What? <laughs> Just most of the time when I'm in the queue. So. I, All right. I so we've, we, uh, are, have we, are we moving on past the, um, the caretaker and dog? Or do we need to revisit anything? Or can we now walk in? We're hearing things. We're hearing I things. Think, oh, I think we should dive in. Just walk on into the graveyard because I think we're there. We're, we've arrived. Okay. The, the swinging way. So, so in the uh, in the right. So in the record version of this, we have uh, Karen and Michael. They have now walked inside, and they see in front of them uh, a group of minstrels. Which, ooh, there's a little bit of conspiracy or um, misconstrued information. In fact, not only in our Imagineering book, but also on the Disney Parks website. There's a lot of people who aren't doing their research here. Um, but the group on the left-hand side is known as, Kate? The Phantom Five. <laughs> the Phantom Five, which 
a lot of people will think that it is the singing busts are the Phantom Five, which is not accurate. But I've seen it on Disney Parks website. In fact, I'm staring at it right here. Uh, I feel bad for whomever wrote this article. Uh, but this is right on Disney Parks blog. Flip you around. And it goes into 13 ghoulish ghosts that haunt the Haunted Mansion. And right below here it says, all of the singing busts, also known as the Phantom Five. I'm sorry, Disney Parks blog. You would be wrong. Where's our sound? This is where our, like, sounds come in. Wah, 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 wah. (laughs) I love the sound effects. You know, it's interesting because I feel like it has now creeped into their merch as well. Because my, I actually got this shirt my, for my husband. He's actually a little bit mad at me now that he's like, you can't let me wear that shirt anymore. So this is a shirt I got for him that actually says the Phantom Five and shows the five bus singing. And it's like, but that, it's just not accurate. So, so, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I guess like, like oral history, a lot of things get passed incorrectly over the times but let me set the scene we have now passed uh the caretaker and his dog and on the left hand side we are seeing five minstrels one with a bagpipe one with a horn one who has is a drummer but he's playing with bones on a coffin we have a hunchback with a flute and we have a gentleman playing with a harp and i believe i have a concept art here already of what Originally, this was going to be kind of like almost like a pirate ghost playing a drum. Oh, can I go? I'm back probably jumping bit? ahead to certain things, yeah. but I go, can I? We can. Do you want me to just bit? set it up with these guys and leave yeah, here? Yeah. So, well, the drummer himself. How far back here. do I need to go? We're going to talk about the drummer. We're just going to stop. He's the first one anyway. So we're just going to pause on the drummer for a minute because this is fascinating. Because this actually comes from um, a actual ghost a real ghost if you will um called the drummer of tedworth who is in england and it it is in a book that is was published in 1681 i'm gonna get my latin right here it was called saducismus triumphantus and it's by joseph glanville so it's a book that uh mark davis used for research it says or the full and plain evidence concerning witches and apparitions so it looks like this this is the actual book from 1681. And it's um, this drummer. I have a picture that was in this book of this where th- this um, phantom drummer of Tedworth. You can see him there in the sky hanging out, playing his drums. That's in that book from 1681. Very demonic. Now, he's got yes. he's got horns. He's got wings. He's got a forked tail. And then there was... Um, by George Cruikshank, who illustrated, uh, uh, did satirical sketches in the 19th century. He also illustrated Charles Dickens' books. He made a sketch of the drummer of Tedworth as well. Tedworth, sorry, drummer of Tedworth as well. Looked like this. Also fairly scary. Now that one (laughs) looks a lot more like this. I know less scary, but now we're starting to get that hat, though. You know, we're less devil flying. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. 
So um, just a little background on the drummer of Chedworth. His, he was a ghost that was named William Drury of England. He haunted, haunted his former landlord by drumming after he was evicted for associating with the Romani, a Romani band. So he um, basically haunted his landlord by drumming, which, you know, we get that heartbeat, right? That we also is uh, influences from Poe as well. But Mark Davis, um, there's some evidence that Mark Davis wanted the drumming to sound like a heartbeat. My guess is they shifted that effect up into the attic instead of keeping it with this drummer, just as things evolved. So I have some very early, very early concept sketches of the Phantom Five here with the drummer. And then this is this is my favorite. Here, doesn't letter. the bottom one look a little like Coco? Oh, it does. This one here. I'll show you again. Doesn't it look Ooh. a little, little hectory? Yes, for sure. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, then I love the this one is for so long the drummer in the Phantom Five or the Phantom Three as this is the drummer had like this lackey that would like hold his drums for him in like almost all of the early sketches. He had. Of like a dude, the job well, was just to like hold his drums. <laughs> and there's another well, one. Well, as, as you said it, this dude, you you notice this dude has a massive hunchback, and uh, we don't lose the hunchback though. He still exists. No. He's there too. Yeah, we still get the hunchback, but he instead gets his own instrument instead of just carrying around the drums. We get a hunchback, for- but he gets. <laughs> Why does he? Why does he have to carry around this poor dude's? Tr- and he's getting beat on. He's getting wailed on the whole time. <laughs> he's like, you know, which, you which, you know, what it, was it? Frollo was Frollo the original drummer for this? <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just it makes no sense. Me. Every time, every time I see it, and there's, there's one more um, here. This is, I think, is a similar one. This is one where I showed you the like happy tree. But on like this one here, you can see he's also holding his drums, but it's kind of cut off. So he's all, he's like always holding the drums. Well, and I some, think that's the same image, do. just a zoomed in, just a crop oh, in section. Be. You know, you're, you're right. It is. It's, it's reverse. It's reflection, it. too. Like if you look at it, it's a mirror. It's a mirror of the other one, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's this one. So, yeah. So the drum. So the drummer was what we got first this is a drummer of Tedworth and um then they just added all these other instruments now we did talk about this back with uh Elliot who is giving me all kinds of really funny things in my chat right now um Quasimodo is that you Ali says (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh we talked about the instruments before um how the flute is played backwards um there's a the trumpet the bagpipes is not actually bagpipes it's an oboe um, which is played out of tune. Um, the percussion was actually made by banging stones together. So it's not a drum. And the, what we hear is not a drum. And um, the harp or the, the lyre, as it looks, um, is the only instrument that is played normally out of the bunch. Probably because like, which is ironic because harps go out of tune like nothing. They're really easy to detune by accident. So it's funny that that's the only one that works. Interesting. Oh, Elliot says Haydn played drums in a procession that were carried by a hunchback that preceded him in line. Interesting. Oh, Thanks, so Ed. that there was some history 
of hunchbacks carrying drums. Yeah, Haydn, apparently. That's so interesting. Thanks, Elliot, for adding that. At some point... The, the only thing I know about this drummer... Um, I mean, this, this drummer is playing on a coffin, so clearly he's knocking him dead. Yeah. Uh, he says, Haydn was a kid in Vienna in the 18th century when this happened. Oh, my gosh, I just got that joke. <laughs> I'm literally like, first of all, you don't have your headphones in, so there's like a massive delay of like 15 seconds. So like it's it's like lighting a fuse and watching it like burn to see when it hits, like whatever the fact is or the whatever. So I'm sitting here waiting like. That wasn't even the headphones. That's just me, like, delay. It didn't even recognize what you said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank okay. Yes. Yes. All right, um, back I to seriousness. I was watching that. I just watched this both in Disney World and Disneyland right before this, just to kind of uh, give a refresher for myself. And it, I noticed in Disneyland, he really, like, wails on that coffin. Like, he is going to town. And in uh, the Disney World version, he kind of just, like, barely moves. It's really interesting that, like, the original one is very animated, but the Disney World one, I don't know if it's because the animatronic was just struggling that day they filmed it or what. Do you have the actual one? That's great. Um, Jackie says, do the actual musician animatronics play their instruments backwards like we hear in the audio? Do they play? Well, they're not actually playing any instruments in the... So It's just a recording. It's, I'm it's not so sure. crazy how fast everything goes. Yeah. Like we barely get to see them. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. the way the Omnimover uh, can pivot, like you're literally looking this way and then it, it automatically is starting to rotate and then it pivots real hard to get your sight lines out and then pivots back. So it's like the amount of time that we get. And I'm sure that you've looked. Have you looked at any of these gravestones to try to see if they're different? Some of them repeat. And some of them are just blank. Have you seen any of these gravestones or tried to look at them? Uh, there's quite a few you, of just random gravestones without a person. From. I wrote them down at some place. They came. They come from actual gravestones that are in um, somewhere in New England, like this one. You can see the. Thank you, Ellie. This is the one in Haunted Mansion, and this is the one, the real one that it, they got their inspiration from. So I do know that they are all based on real gravestones. This one. The shapes are awesome. I mean, they're so ornate. So this one's right here. Look, there it is on the actual ride right behind our hunchback flautist. <laughs> okay. Jackie says it's hard to tell if the flute is backwards because of the mirror images in the pictures I'm showing. Okay. Um, I don't think they're backwards but i don't play the flute this says the i don't think i mean the way that this this is you if you if you look at the flute the flute is actually fluted on the end right like where it does kind of come outward very similarly to the horn right where it's not just a straight um one piece where the only difference between the flute and the horn is the horn he's playing straight on where the flute, he's playing to the side. Do you know what I mean? That's really the only yep. distinction, but the instruments look nearly identical. 
He's blowing into the left side. That's I'm like, I'm like trying to be him. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> I'm like, how am I doing this? Because he's holding it this way. He's holding it on the right. First step is get into a coffin. Next step <laughs> is to hunch over. And then the last step is then to blow into a pipe. <laughs> My husband says it looks backwards. He plays the flute. I'm going to trust him. He says it <laughs> looks backwards. He plays the wooden okay. uh, iron flute so yeah but that doesn't even look like a flute like what flute what flute has like that elongation on the end right like that's the only thing because you could see it on the horn see it on the bagpipes and then on the flute it has the same exact thing are there flutes that have that flare at the end i I trust anybody because i'm not a musician i've only seen straight piped ones elliot if you want to come up and the flute should go to the right i bet elliot could give us a little more explanation about this because it's probably a period instrument and, if I had to and it is like in the way that he's playing it it's going like this it's going to his right hand so like his mouthpiece is center and then it goes to the right I, I mean so I, I can look okay Elliot's Elliot's gonna what, what time period would I look for 1600s Okay, so sometimes in the 1600s, 17th century, or 1700s, 18th century, they would make flutes Hello, that um, were actually walking sticks. So you could, like, hey, hey you could um, actually go for a walk with your walking cane and, like, pick it up, and it would be a flute also, and then you could continue with your walking stick. So it looks to me like this guy has been, like, on a stroll with his walking stick, Played, picked it up dead in this graveyard, played a tune, and uh, has been playing ever since. That's fascinating. That's so cool. So 17th or 18th century would be my guess. Do you want to give us any insight into the other instruments since you're here? <laughs> Sorry to make you... Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> so this um, bagpipe deal um, looks like a Scottish bagpipe, though it's got only two drones. A modern Scottish bagpipe has three drones, two baritones, and a bass. Um, also play backwards and then this, um, lyre sort of kithera thing. I'm not sure what's going on with that. There's like, what's this horn off the end? Oh, that's the trumpet player. I don't, let me see if I can get a better picture of it for you. Mm, where are they? It kind of looks like this. Oh, okay. So you're, oh, so the, the bagpiper is actually playing more what looks like a medieval bagpipe with two drones that are flared at the end. Those They would have done those with shams in like the 12th to the 14th centuries. Okay. Yep. Yep. It looks like there's only one drone on that bagpipe. Am I looking at it wrong? Well, maybe it's just like hard to see. Here behind them? Yeah. And the, um, the trumpet that's going on looks like what's called a natural trumpet. So valves were added to the trumpet like in the 18th century. So this is much older. They're kind of decked out in like. So wait, technically, um, hang on. Just so yeah. I can learn, what is what is a drone? For a bag. A drone, is, a drone is a long tube that just plays one note constantly. It drones on and on. Okay, so we have we have we have one right here that's behind his back. We have one in the foregrounds. He has the mouthpiece here, and then I guess where he's playing the notes. Yep, so his fingers are on that like long pipe is called the chanter. And the pipe that's in his mouth is called the blowpipe. That's blow pipe. this piece right here. Yep, so that medieval bagpipe reproduction 
has a Scottish tartan on it. Those were invented in the 18th century by um, the Highland Gaelic Society. But the drones, chanter, and mouthpiece are all telling me like medieval German. So we got a little mashup going on there. But um, she, uh, Jackie, uh, Jackie asked like a herald trumpet for the trumpet. Um, I'm not. It could be. I'm not familiar with the term herald trumpet. Um, like maybe me, they announce royalty or something like that. Well, to me, it looks like uh, what would be called a natural trumpet. So uh, just a long tube um, that plays only a natural harmonic. Series. So like a modern trumpet can play like hundreds of different notes, but a natural trumpet can only play a couple notes um, because there aren't any valves. So that's, uh, I've never heard the term herald trumpet, but this looks like a natural trumpet to me. could be a herald trumpet too. That's fascinating. Anywho. Thanks, Elliot. Thanks. No, you're not so feeling well. I have, this is <laughs> wait, wait, wait. a vintage, hang on, hang on, ready? So this is a, uh, oh. a herald trumpet. Oh. Heraldic trumpet. Cool. All right. Yeah, it and looks like that. And I also typed in natural trumpet, and these are some uh, examples of that. Okay, heraldic trumpet it is. Yep. Good eye. Good eye. Wishes, Mama. That's Jackie. Hey, Jackie. <laughs> yep. No, that looks right. No, you're right. Yeah, Which, what's interesting is there are ones, there are uh, herald trumpets that do have um, valves to it as well, but then there are the ones that have nothing. It's just, yeah. you know, straight pipe. This one's like, from, uh, it's Parisian. Banners. Hang on. Yeah, the one like Jackie says they attach the banners of royalty to the bottom. That reminds me of like Robin Hood. You think of Robin Hood and, and like how the elephants have the banners attached to their trunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same For concept. Sure. Interesting. Very cool. Look, we learn on Dis Story. Man, yeah, I learned something. Always learning. You're all the yeah. trumpet, okay? That was so helpful. Cool. Thank you. Take that with me. Appreciate that. Enjoy, guys. Everybody say bye to Elliot. Thank you. <laughs> bye. Thanks. <laughs> bye. Wow, that was cool. Walking, like you, like a walking stick for a flute. Learn something new every day. That was pretty. Neat. It reminds me of a shillelagh, which in Ireland, walking stick, and also a big masher. Literally, you just <laughs> bash somebody in with yeah. a shillelagh. Yeah, that is, that is true. So that's. Um, do you have anything more with the Phantom Five, my friend? Do we have any more? Okay. Um, I don't have anything more about the Phantom Five except for I, I think we should get into music. I think we should get into Grim Grinning, right? Yeah, definitely. And I did find or you, this or because like this is the first time that we're actually getting we're actually getting lyrics. <laughs> there he is. He's heralding yeah. right now. That's my like the maquette or whatever from the uh, like the little sculpture that they'd use before they made the big version <clears throat> made by Blaine Gibson. So um, that this is on display right now in Disneyland. If you visit Disneyland, you can go see him. Little haunted mansion display. Do they have names? The Phantom I Five. Um, I've never seen them have names. I have names of the people who played the instruments, but I don't have names necessarily of them in particular i've never seen any besides the drummer of tedworth i'm pretty sure like i don't think that's his official name but that's where he came from 
Do you have any names for them? You surprised me last time with the caretaker. No, no, I've, I've only, um, no, no, I have not. Okay. Well, we'll keep, we'll keep searching for names. Maybe they're still out there. We haven't heard them yet. So you wanted to chat about Grim Grinning? What do you got? I do. I do. Um, so Grim Grinning Ghosts, I think we have to first start with the name, right? So uh, the song itself, composed by Buddy Baker, lyrics by Exitensio, which I want to go back to Buddy Baker and I want to go back to Exitensio, but I, I do want to address the actual physical name of Grim Grinning Ghost, which comes from uh, Shakespearean. So I actually took Shakespeare when I was in college. My senior year was an 8 a.m. class. Stupid. But here I am taking, uh, taking Shakespeare and learning in my senior year, super, super early. But the story comes from Venus and Adonis, which Venus is the goddess of love. And Adonis, if you ever heard um, someone talk about a gentleman as an Adonis, it would be an extremely attractive male. And in this case is a hunter. And Venus uh, takes Adonis as her lover, comes down to uh, Earth many times to visit him. And he says, yo, I'm too busy to hang out with you, I got to go hunt wild boar. And she is very upset about this because she has a vision that he's going to um, to die on this wild boar hunt. So she pleads with him and he's like, I ah, get it, beat it. You know, that's not what he says, but you know, <laughs> anywho's, I do want to read for you. She's correct. He goes on a, a wild boar hunt. She goes to find him the next day and he is dead. So I'd like to read the little, uh, a little excerpt from this and this is when she finds his dead body so hard favored tyrant ugly meager lean hateful divorce of love thus chides she death grim grinning ghost earth's worm what dost thou mean to stifle beauty and to steal his breath who when livid his breath and beauty set gloss on the rose smell to the violet so Grim Grinning Ghosts, we're talking about she's looking at Adonis who's dead and he's still beautiful even in death, Grim Grinning, and he's Earth's worm, meaning meaning that, you know, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Uh, and in fact, later on in the poem, it talks about how Adonis's blood is already um, growing flowers underneath it because of his beauty being absorbed back into the earth. So Grim Grinning Ghost is a passage by Venus to her deceased lover, Adonis. Thank you, Shakespeare. Which yeah. also proves that the Imagineers are a bunch of thieves and they steal everything from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. I think it was uh, Kevin Lively told me that they legit just like sketch things right out of books to make a lot of their concept art. So it's like original Imagineers basically just stole things from everywhere. <laughs> and it's fine because, you know, we don't know where. Which, I like mean, <laughs> listen, listen, if you if 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 you think about all the very first stories, a lot of them are like grim fairy tales or, you know, they're all stories that have been, you know, even Alice in Wonderland. Right. My favorite. It's not written by them, but they brought it to life with their animation. And that's really the animation and the music are really what what brings those things uh, to full 
full value for viewers today, right? And the and the nostalgia that's attached to it. So, uh, so that's what I have for the title. Well, and do you have anything else on the title, and then we can go back in? Yes, the original title was called the Screaming Song. I think it was like a working title, but that was originally called the Screaming Song before they landed Mm -hmm. on Grim Grinning Ghosts, which not a lot of people know. So, and it was. like you said, it was written by Exitensio, recorded, but music was done by Buddy Baker, who was like their studio um, musician um, and composer. And it was done in the style of a 20s or 30s, something called a mysterious Mose. So it was, this is a style that people would have recognized from the 20s and 30s, um, this whole Grim Grinning Ghost song. So I'm going to do a little more research into that because I've only kind of brushed the and, surface and, of mysterious Mose. <laughs> yeah, and... And, and Buddy Baker, very famous composer for uh, for Disney, with a lot of a lot of really great uh, musical pieces. However, I'm going to just talk about one in general. Most of Winnie the Pooh was written or composed by uh, Buddy Baker, and what I think is really cool, and Jackie will love this. Buddy Baker also did the attraction, and he was 81 years old when he wrote the music and the accompaniment and arrangement for the actual attraction itself that I think should be demolished and changed with Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> he also has a window. What was an 81-year-old? So I want to show Baker. real quick. <laughs> Come on, Kirk. Yeah, he was an old man. He's an old so man. <laughs> well, it's not his fault. I like, I like him and I like his music, but... So, uh, so we have... <laughs> We have um, – he has his own window, and it actually says abo- – hang on. Is there a better picture? There's a better picture. So above – it says Plaza Square of Music, Music Rolls by George Bruns, and Sheet Music by B. Baker. So Buddy Baker has his own window on Main Street. So, yeah, Buddy Baker. <laughs> Crush that old man's work, Kirk. And <laughs> now – no, I'm not crushing his work. His work is good. I'm crushing I'm crushing the attraction of Winnie the Pooh that needs to be replaced immediately. Uh how do we take Fantasy Fair out, the princess? <laughs> Let's just take that out. Because people like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> just saying. It's a little Okay, big. fine. Take out Princess take out Princess Hall, put Alice in Wonderland there. The only problem I have with that is it's disjointed because you could have a whole entire Alice Corner with Cheshire Cat Cafe. Mad Tea Party, and put that right there. Okay, but, fair enough. you know, it is what it is. Maybe they take um, Marlin. Exitensio? Yes. Sorry, we went on a tangent. <laughs> no, um, that's why I'm reeling it back. I'm reeling it back. I'm reeling it back. Yes, Exitensio. What did you want to say about Exitensio? He did the lyrics. So, Exitensio, what I love... Yeah, what I love about him is that not traditionally a a lyricist or any kind of musician and put two of the largest theme park iconic songs on the map with Pirate's Life and Grim Grinning Ghosts. So I, I just love how literally he just like runs into Walt in the halls and is basically like, hey, I got an idea. And he's like, what are you t- Yo, get back to drawing. What are you doing? And he's like, no, 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 no. Hear me out. He's like, all right, you write this. 
Go meet up with uh, with the Baker boy. He'll hook you up. And boom, bam. Now we have Grim Grinning Ghosts, which doesn't get performed. Um, well, I mean, there's actually two groups that perform it. But the one that we actually really have and appreciate now um, is the Mellow Men and some accompaniment. So I got to get rid of this Herald Trumpets messing up all my stuff. Well, the Mellow Men... It's an interesting thing. So I, I yep. they're not actually the mellow men that record it. I thought they were for a very well, there's, long time. There's, so the way they have a couple of people. So like Thurl Ravenscroft, Bill Lee, Betty Taylor, Paul Freeze are all on there. But you got to remember there's parts where um, like different ghosts are coming in. And then there's the background that's always kind of going. And then you have like somebody standing out in the front. So I've, I've heard Thurl Ravenscroft and then I've also heard Mellow Men. So I don't know. They've changed so many of their lead tenors that I don't know which ones of the Mellow Men because they just get listed under the Disney Classics album as being a part of the Bill Lee, the Betty Taylor, and the Paul Freeze group. And then Thurl Ravenscroft gets listed separately. And that's mainly because of his work with Disney, which is different than the group, the Mellow Men, which he sang in that, um, what do you call it, well, uh, that quartet. So um, the, this is kind of listed under my singing bus portion. Maybe we need to go there. But the the interesting thing is that – so. The Mellow Men did sing a lot of things for Disney. They did Alice. They did Peter Pan. They did Lady and the Tramp. They did The Jungle Book. They did uh, Pirates. They did so many. But the people that I have actually uh, recorded in their names for who did the singing bus and the song are not the same as the Mellow Men, except for Thurl Ravenscroft. He's the only one. So I think that it might not actually have been the Mellow Man that did The Haunted Mansion. And this is just my theory I think it was actually all of these other people who sadly don't get a lot of credit for it because people just kind of assume, oh, it was the Mellow Men. And the Mellow Men did have different people that swapped out and whatnot in their group, but those people are none of these people. It's um, Vern Rowe, Chuck Schroeder, Jay Meyer, Bob E. Bright, and Thurl Ravenscroft. Those are the people that are in the singing bus, but it's not the Mellow Men because the Mellow Men are like Bill Lee, Bob Hamlin, um, Gene Merlino, Bill Cole, um, Bob Stevens, uh, Max Smith, like none of the names line up except for Thurl Ravenscroft. So I think it's probably not the Mellow Men. It's just been associated with them over the yeah, years. Yeah, you're, you're looking at all these guys' names. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think... So if if you look at the other list, because you don't have Betty Taylor on there either, and I know Betty definitely did the you know, have you hear from Bell from the record? It's like real laughing at high pitch, you know? Um, yeah, you know, but, but I do think, I do think Thurl and I do think Bill Lee are on there. Maybe not. They um, might not have been in the same. Maybe not like Bill Cole or Gene Merlino. Right. Well, yeah, they might not have been in the singing bus. So maybe they weren't the leads, but they did some of that background singing. That's a possibility. And maybe that's why it's credited to mm-hmm. them. But people who say that mellow men specifically are the singing bus. I'm not entirely sure that's accurate because it doesn't line up. With that the would be actually, on that the would be. 
Yeah, if you look at their faces, it's not it's not. And they don't sing the song. I think it's a convenient thing for people to say that they just were the ones that were singing. And that's just not accurate. Yeah, I think some of those people were singing for sure. But the group itself singing, like getting credit the entire song, I think, is probably leaving out quite a bit of people. Yeah, yeah, they didn't they didn't do the whole thing. I I would. Yes. 100% 100% agree. Also, I do want to just point this out because I, I like the fact that we had talked about this so many episodes before because we actually listened to this song multiple times. It's the first time that we're getting lyrics placed on Grim Grinning Ghost. But just to cue out a couple of places, we hear it in the foyer, the loading area, the music room or grand staircase. In our case, it would be the piano player. Uh, the seance room, it's in the background, even though we're getting like individualized, um, you know, rap on a table and trumpet and by banging a drum uh ballroom the graveyard is really where it all comes together and we're we're getting it as oh uh hang on hang on hang on oh man come on kirk get the word what's the word when like we can all hear it versus when diegetic non-diegetic right so now we're in diegetic lands where before it was all non-diegetic correct i think so Elliot will tune in if it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it is. And mm-hmm. um, the interesting thing is, I know we're. I'm, so, Jackie, that's, that's, hang on, time out real quick. Jackie asked a question, but there were only four Melomen. Why are there five busts? Well, that's, this is where the confusion comes from, is because it's not all the Melomen on the busts. We'll get yeah. to there in a second. We just had to talk about the Melomen because part of them are singing the song and we're talking about the song, even though we're still kind of in Phantom five land, we haven't even left Phantom five land, but this is where the confusion, I think this is also probably what leaves singing bus and Phantom five. Cause they, they blend a little bit because some of the characters blend a little bit, or at least the voice work blends a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's, it's like, there's five musicians. Also correct. It's a quartet, not a quintet. Yeah. There's, there's five five and five and so people are just like oh well phantom five most people i would say because we pass by that the original phantom five playing the instruments so quickly they're kind of just like you're basically just trying to get over having fallen out a window right and then like you breeze by the ones playing the instruments and you really get a good long look at the singing bus and i think that that's why people that sticks in people's heads a little bit more personally than the ones that are like we went by that so fast yeah. I think that people remember the singing bus, especially because they were so comical. They're so they're very memorable characters um, versus the the nondescript who knows what instruments that people can barely see for a half second. So I think that's why they get called the Phantom Five, um, even though they're not. And I'm not really sure what happened at Disney that they're making merch with the wrong name that I don't even know. Like, I want to write them a letter. <laughs> like, What's happening here? I tell- I'm telling you, it's 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 really it's really simple. It's licensed people making assumptions and Disney okaying it, and the okaying screening are not experts on the lore. That's all it is. But they go, I think that'll sell. Let's do it. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Yeah. Um, well, we can't leave the uh, Phantom Five yet because around them they have a little bit of an audience. And this is always a fun game to play with kids, especially if kids get scared, is how many animals can you find in the graveyard scene? So we have two owls up above. We have my favorite. We got three cats. (laughs) And then in the background, we have, he actually has a name. Did you know this doggy has a name? 
Well, I know the fake name that people Who made up for the real name. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I don't know. Tell well, me your name. They're they're calling him they're calling sometimes they refer to him as Wolf or the Howling Dog, but the real name is the Hellhound. The Hellhound. So yeah. the Hellhounds. But what's unique in it so the Hellhound, what's really cool about the Hellhounds is gets utilized in your uh Haunted Mansion Holiday playing tug of war with one of the bones on Jack's sleigh, which I think is really cool, gets yeah. still utilized in that overlay. And then we had for the longest time, if you rode the Liberty Bell, you could actually hear at night the hound howling. Now, I don't know why they got rid of it, but in 2011, they did. So now when you ride the Liberty Bell, you look over, it's a gorgeous view. It's probably one of the coolest views of the Haunted Mansion. Now that only goes all the way until seven o'clock is the last one, but I recommend if it is, you know, not now because it's still going to be really light out, but in that fall and winter months, if you're in uh, Disney world and you ride it at seven and it is, is pitch black out. Oh my gosh. It is so cool looking at the Haunted Mansion like that. But yeah, it was, uh, the hell. Yeah, I was, that's, um, I was going to mention the howling, but we never had that in Disneyland. There is never any howling outside of the mansion. We do get, um, we get the horse whinnying, which I think you guys have too, right? You have whinnying the invisible horse near the carriage. Um, cause I know we have that in Disneyland. I, you, you know, I've heard it. I've heard it before. Um, I can't distinctly say that every time. I go there, I hear it, but it's always so loud in there. Also, can I just, you know, I'm hang on, I gotta flip this around because I'm gonna go on a rant for like quarter second. Can people stop talking in the stretching room? I'm okay with if you want to enjoy yourself and repeat the phrases and the language of it. Like I'm not even of that camp who like has a problem with that. If you love it and you want to repeat it word for word, verbatim, you want to scream when it goes dark, like have at it. But like people are just like, yo, yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I'm gonna get a burger too. And I'm like, <laughs> Does anybody know that the riot has already started? Like I'm trying. <laughs> Whatever. Nobody's gonna listen to me. Sometimes it's it's louder than others, but I've noticed like for a good solid thirty seconds, I can barely hear the narration because it's so loud in there. Yeah, I've noticed that too. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I tend to go yeah, on the Disney one late at night. And then there's a lot less people. It's a lot, often just a walk on late at night in Disneyland, and then it's there's a lot less people doing that. So that you know, hot tip: go at, late at night at Disneyland. It's the time to visit it. People don't do that. Or, or for if you rope drop it at if you rope drop it at Disney World, you will be alone for the first forty five minutes. Like you can just literally be alone and be the only person in the mansion. And it's awesome. I recommend it to anybody who really, really loves it. And it's yeah. a, it's the only other way to hear uh, our good old friends, the gurgling gargoyles, because otherwise it's too loud. And then they, they're, they got to move you through. So they're already yelling at you to keep it, keep it going, bud. Keep it going. Um, <laughs> All right, hang on. Let's go back to the graveyard. Sorry. Uh, that was my mini rant. Yeah. Hold on. Um, someone does say in my chat, they talked last time because they needed to calm their kids anxiety about the ride, which I think is you're not what you're saying that that's different. If you're a parent who's trying to take care of. No, 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 no. If you have, if you have kids and you got to talk to your kids, you got to hold your kids. Like that's, I'm talking about a dude who's like, yeah, you know, I I think, you know, Peter Pan really was like that. And I'm like, what's Peter Pan? What are we we doing here? Yeah. Like literally they'll be talking about the weather. I wonder if it's going to rain later. I, 
Rain? We're in a mansion. Don't worry about the rain. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. I'm not talking about kids. Trust me. Right. The way I always got through the mansion with our kids is I would talk about it being funny more than scary. And yeah. You know, like, let me out of here. You know, like, that's a funny voice of a guy coming out of a coffin. Right. That's, so that's don't be worried I, about it. Look, that's a Donald Duck chair. No, stop. <laughs> don't get me started. I wouldn't say that forever. to my children. Come on. They know better. I know. Um, what were you going to move mm-hmm. on to? All right. I've so got- we we still aren't. We're we're not even at the singing bus yet. And we can't be at the same. I think we're going to have to save the singing bus until next week because I'm going to move us along, but we're still not there yet. So we've we're leaving our Phantom Five, owls, cats, hellhound. Bye, Phantom Five. And we get some other ghosts right over here. Oh, you're going to move on to them. So we have. <laughs> well, you're. We can do that before as the busts, lady. I, what are you talking about? We can do them as long as you promise me you can do the pop up ghosts before we end this one, because I want to talk about them. We can save the singing bus, but we got to talk about the pop up ghosts too. Well, okay. Well, let's. I we we need to save the singing busts. Okay, so these guys are pretty easy because there's not like a crazy backstory. But I think a lot of people do miss out on this. Um, this whole entire trio is known as the king, the queen, and the duchess. So here we have the king with his scepter. We have the queen with her crowns, and in the backgrounds. We have a woman sipping tea on a swing set known as the Duchess. But the one thing I want to point out that a lot of people miss here is their sailing. <laughs> it looks so ridiculous like that. <laughs> How cool would it be to get that close and take a picture, though? But I know. In the, um, in the album, they, they don't call this a seesaw. They call it a teeter-totter. And they are teetering and tottering on a headstone, which I think is cool. And I think a lot of people don't really recognize that. So when we go back, I'm going to play this through really, really quickly. So you can see as we go through and then they change our focus so quickly. So you can see right there. There's the headstone. It's really hard to see because it's kind of obscured here. There's our duchess drinking tea in the background. King, queen. There's the concept art, which originally the king and the queen were going to vanish. And as one went up. They would show, and then when the other one went down, they would disappear, which I do wish they did that. Did that Did that effect ever take place, or was it just uh, in concept? No, it was just in concept, and it was it was a, a visual pun of see-saw. You would see one right after you saw the other. So that was Mark Davis um, t- playing, telling a joke, basically, is what this was. It was always a visual pun, well, sh- but I don't, we never actually got the pun. Yeah, and you know what? We never get that. And and how about this, dude? If I was Mark Davis and I heard the recording and they're like, on a teeter-totter, I'd be like, no. No, it's not on a teeter-totter. It's a seesaw because the one's supposed to disappear. Like, you're missing the joke, you know? Whatever. Yes. The, Anyways, I also love, I love um, King and the Queen Oh, as I have well. another concept art. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Um, mm-hmm. Yep. I love the King and the Queen as well because um, – it does play into this theme that we've seen throughout the entire mansion, which is the one of um, egalitarianism, which is the is the equality in the afterlife. So the king and queen are on the seesaw next to all the other ghosts sipping tea and, and hanging out. There's no like 
favorites, just like Julius Caesar and the birthday girl back in the in the ballroom. Like there's um, Julius Caesar wasn't at the head of the table. Like there was somebody else at the head. So the, the king's not at the head of the table. I think Julius Caesar is at one of the heads of the table. The king was not at the head of the table. So this theme of egalitarianism is right there in the graveyard. The, the idea that in the afterlife, we are all equal. You can't take it with you when you go. We are all the same once you once we go. So I love that part. Well, there is one certainty in life, and that is death. So, you know, you might as well think about how you live because you're going to be sipping tea with the duchess. So, you know, act right. There's the... Oh, that's so cool, the model. Yeah, little scale model. I love that. And then I found this concept art, too, of the Duchess. Oh, my tea in the swing. I don't know. What's up with the... Um, I don't know much about uh, Duchess. He's <laughs> Dutch eye. I don't know how you pluralize <laughs> Duchess, but like with the like the hat, the hat reminds me. The, the hat reminds me of you know how like Robin Hood, you know, Maid Marian would always be wearing that kind of like conical hat with the not a veil, but almost like a veil. You know, there's got to be some symbology too with maids and whatnot. It, it's just it's interesting. I don't know enough about it. I know it's medieval style era, but just interesting. Also, she has a she has a giant brooch like from the Titanic. Look at that thing! You throw it into the ocean. She didn't drop it into the. That's the uh, jewel of the ocean. Yeah, the jewel of the ocean. (laughs) Maybe like one of your French girls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have a picture of her. Look at this one. I know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore that because I can't. I can't. (laughs) There's a picture of her. Like chilling like a villain up in the oh, tree look, look at the tree too the, yeah. the tree is is uh is super spooky with those ominous hands we're back to the trees the creepy trees never let go <laughs> listen if you are a fan uh if you're an arborist then welcome to Disry because we've got some facts for you all right <laughs> let's stop here on the uh, king, queen, duchess. You don't have anything else about them, correct? This will give you enough time to talk about your popping head ghosts. Yes. And I'll do my impression because I know that's what we all came for. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was laughing so hard before we did our live because I was watching through this. And I watched Disney World and I watched Disneyland. And when I watched the Disney World one and the Magic Kingdom, I was like, what the heck is going on with those pop-up heads? <laughs> Because they are, we can just talk about that part now, because they are so slow in the Magic Kingdom. Like, they're not scary. They're just, like, ridiculously slow. In the, in Disneyland, they pop up, and then they, like, go right back down. They're, like, it's almost like a jump. <laughs> Disney World, please, please help show us your... Oh. Sorry, I was trying to press enhance, and I pressed disconnect like a fool. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. All right, so I, I do have a visual for us here. So okay. if you if you look at the so this is Disney World. If you look, we're gonna look at this section right here. So in this little T hand, and we're not gonna talk about these guys. So we've kind of we've glossed over the singing yeah. busts. This is just we'll go back to them next week. But the yeah. look right here, and you'll see how slow these heads come out. <laughs> it's like it's not like, even remotely scary. Like, 
<laughs> and then they stay up forever. That is like up, like, and then they go back down. <laughs> the, uh, here, hang on, hang on. I'll, uh... <laughs> here, okay, you do yours. I'm going to do the Disneyland one. Okay. Ready? One, one, two, two three. three. I'm like way done way faster. So you know what's so funny about them too is um, I never think that I'm going to ever get scared by them. And then it's always because I'm like on the live, right? So I'll be, I'll have the live going and I'll be talking about something, right? And it'll be out of the peripheral, right? And I'm just like, oh, geez, come on. Like literally it's like, it's like somebody's grandfather coming up next to you and just being like, excuse me. And you're like, oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> Excuse me, old man. I didn't see you there. <laughs> it's so it really slow. Is, like, what is I don't know why. Like, everybody's like so, slow to just painfully slow. Peekaboo, like a baby slow. Yeah, it really is. Like, like with a yeah, it's okay. So history behind these guys, because it's fascinating. Back in uh Mapo designed these in 1969. Of course, Mapo was the division of Disney that they developed after they got a flood of uh money from Mary Poppins because it was a huge financial success. So they developed the Mapo division, which made a whole bunch of electronics, mecha mechan mechanical things, audio animatronics. So Mapo developed these audio animatronics, and there there was originally 12 pop-up ghosts in the entire mansion. We already talked about the ones that were in the attic before the infamous I do pop-up ghosts <laughs> um and then but they were developed from the idea from um like a fun house you would see this in the fun in a fun house specifically the pretzel company had these fun houses way back in the day um they're also known as like wacky shacks um back in the phantasmagoria era um and they but they had the pretzel company had something called um the jersey devil which looked like this and so what would happen was the car would roll over a lever on the floor as you rolled through the wacky shack or, or the, the house, and it would cause the paper mache head to pop up and a light to turn on above it. And so they had skull and witch faces, but the Jersey devil. So this was something people were fairly familiar with this gag by the time they put it in the haunted mansion. Um, so Blaine Gibson sculpted all of the the different faces. Now you can see this is actually, there's four main ones. You can see there, these are the top ones are the portraits that you would see hanging in the corridor of doors. And the bottom is their counterparts in the haunted mansion, um, in the graveyard. Sorry, not the haunted mansion, in the graveyard. So the interesting thing about these, oh my gosh, there's so many interesting things. They used to have speakers that were down below them so when they would pop up they would scream and then they would go back down so they were a lot used to be a hmm. lot more terrifying because they would scream and they would scream they would actually i i watched this because i was like this can't possibly be true they pop up at the end of every verse so it's like grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize and they pop up it's like if you watch it it's like the timing of that is almost <laughs> <laughs> is, it re is it really it, it, it huh. is there i think i've seen one if it's not functioning correctly it'll do it at the wrong time but the majority of them if you watch them they do it at the end of every verse which actually maybe makes it less scary because you can anticipate when they're going to pop up but um 
Yeah, I'm and super. Then, I gotta, I gotta now time it next time I'm in there and look to see if they're gonna pop up right during the course. Yeah. So there, um, and then there's actually a reference to uh, Grim Grinning Ghosts. I was gonna mention this earlier, but I was like, I'll just wait till we do pop up ghosts. But there's references to things that happen in the attraction in the song of Grim Grinning Ghosts, and so one of them is creepy creeps with eerie eyes start to shriek and harmonize. So the harmonize obviously is the singing bus, but the the shrieking is supposed to be the pop-up ghosts. They were supposed to shriek as they popped up. And of course they don't do that anymore. Um, I don't even think the speakers are still there based on the pictures that I've seen. Like you can see, I think this is a Disneyland one. Maybe it's a Disney World, but there's, I don't even think they're there anymore. But you can see there's, there's really no speakers now, but in the Disneyland version, there is still some areas where you could see where they would have hidden the speakers. So um, a lot of, yeah, the pop-up ghosts. So great, right? I like, but now you can watch for them at the end of every verse, see if they pop up. I, I love everything about pop-up ghosts and scares because I grew up going to the Wildwood Boardwalk and spook houses were a big thing. And uh, they had Dante's Inferno and Dracula and all these other like old school, like I think one of them was called uh, Macabre something, Casa de Macabre. And they all were like the same exact thing where it was just like loud noises, lifting up, lights flashing to like get jump scares. And yeah. uh, I just I just absolutely love that we could just put little elements. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. I'm trying to find a picture of the, I had a really great photo of the ones that were in the attic. And of course I can't find it right now. So the, did you ever get a chance to look at that Knoebels haunted mansion? You really have to just watch yeah. a POV of it. It's so insane. Right. And so like, you'll love it. And the story of it is crazy. I would love to take you to Knoebels. Cause you'd be like, what is this place? And I'd be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I think I feel like someday we'll have to do a field trip also to the Winchester Mystery House. I feel like that has to happen because I feel like that yes. would, that would be an adventure. We'll just take mm-hmm. it there. No, I can't find this photo. I'll have to look another time. But yeah, so pop of ghosts. I love that the Jersey Devil thing is so fascinating to me, and that they used to scream. That would be that would make them so much scarier if they screamed at you every time they popped up. <laughs> <laughs> the, I Ginge on here had a funny line. He called it the casual pop, which I think is very accurate. You know, yours is more of a pop. More, more ours is kind of like a lean. It's like, eh, eh. <laughs> I do, I do like the the one thing is if you go look through um, the door knocker hallway where you see the portraits and they are those ghosts. I like that. I like that most people don't notice it or recognize it, but that's, it's a great little tag on. I mean, look at these guys. They're ridi- <laughs> yeah. And Blaine yeah. Gibson in the model shop really did a fabulous job too, sculpting, sculpting them. This is like, you know, how many way, different ways can you do corpses and scary figures? And they, they really went all out and they figured out all kinds of different poses and ways of making them look scary. Which I just mm-hmm. love. Oh, I found it. Dun, dun, dun. So these are the ones that are in. This is when they were dressed up in their I do garb. <laughs> the lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Although I wonder if they were fast. You, you know, know, 
Well, I don't know. These are the Disney World ones that actually had the outfits, I think. And I don't think they said I do. I think it's just the Disneyland ones that did. They didn't have the top hat situation. So I don't know if Disney World has always been slow. Someone earlier said, uh, I think it was Cheryl, said that they used to be faster. Maybe. I don't remember. They so, were faster. They were faster at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, yeah. So that's all well, I got. You know, the they... They're retired, you know, they're on overtime. So the slower they pop, the better, you know, workman's (laughs) comp, probably OSHA came in there and was like, Hey, are your hinges too creaky? And they were like, dude, let me, I don't even want to talk about it. (laughs) Slow it down. Then they got, they unionized in the mansion. All that happens. So we get slow casual. It would make sense in with the narrative of them being retired that they would just take it a little slower. I mean, yeah. why are they in a hurry? They're there for all eternity doing that over and over again. I probably Fast just casual. <laughs> yeah. You know, they still want they still want to scare you. But, you know, their lower lumbar is, you know, it's not as good as it was. So according to this picture, they were missing most of their body. So, <laughs> like, well, you know, it would be hard, hard for them to go most, much uh, anywhere, really. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll just stick around. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> Anywho's. So um I think we stopped there for yeah. this evening because we need to do the singing busts. Next week we'll probably get through um some drinking some tea with a couple of folks, maybe even get to the executioner, perhaps. But we ain't getting into that crypt. I know us. There's no way. That's oh okay. I I cannot wait till we get to the mummy. That one, I've been saving that for weeks and I just having such a hard time. Not, I'm like, I'm not going to make a TikTok about it. I'm not going to make a TikTok about it. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And then <laughs> you'll make a TikTok about it. Isn't it so awesome? Like, I swear, right after these go live, um, there's always like two or three things that we've talked about on Kate's that's like manicured, looks amazing. Your content is so good. Uh, it's just so well edited and written your scripts and just, and the footage you take is so spot on. I just love it. I love it. So I know everybody else will be excited, but guess what? I'll be, I'll be ripping that ghost thing. It'll be like, yo, did you ever know, did you ever notice when you're on the haunted mansion that the ghosts pop out to the chorus of grim grinning? I figured this out myself. (laughs) Nah, just. I'll give credit where credit is due. Well, it's a, you know, but it's not my fact originally anyway. So it's just, I'm just helping share with everybody. And yeah, I but feel it's like, like anything it's, else, right? If it did, if you didn't know, then you, you know, unless you're uncovering stuff, which is really the fun parts of this, you know? Yeah. So. Anyway. Well, I mean, I think, I think we did kind of figure out something about the flute that we, I've never read anywhere today. So that's an interesting thing. So we we've we've uncovered a couple of things and made some connections that may or may not exist. So yeah. I don't know. We got to talk to some people who actually made this thing. And they're like, dude, I don't even know. We copied it from a book. And you're like, OK, well, you're right about that. <laughs> it's like that's that's almost sad. I don't I don't think I, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear that you came up with it out of your own uh, spontaneous creativity. 
really everything is just recycled from other people you know in one way or another art is always that way it imitates other art that's just or imitates life sure. like you know it's all think about fun. fashion fashion comes back every you know 40 years it's the same stuff you know but did, speaking little tiny tangent tiny tangent did you see that thing like people were i tried to tell my coworkers the other day a lot of them are like way younger than me i was like we did not wear our backpacks on both shoulders we wore them on one shoulder and you were really one strap uncool. crew one mm-hmm. so uncool if you did two shoulders and i it's just like in my brain now that i cannot do that <laughs> no i like, got to it's too comfortable it's too i gotta wear the two strap now like, but now yeah one strap was the coolest yeah <laughs> like i have to now because i'm super old but like mm-hmm. you didn't do that you know same thing with fanny right. packs I was so told that fanny packs are not cool and now here we are very Everything cool back around mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway hey guys so- hang on let me get my stuff <laughs> okay well uh i think that concludes our history uh thank you kate aka the disney cicerone go please follow her on tiktok as well as check out disneycicerone.com and on itunes and spotify you can listen to these podcasts so please subscribe to her we will post this on youtube as well and uh if you have anything in terms of questions the best place to find us is going to be on our discord which is just you find that at walruscarp.com. There's a little button that says click Discord, and there's a whole channel for Distry where you can get in touch with Kate, myself, or ask questions for next week, and we will answer them the best that we can. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> Thank you all for yeah. laughing along with us today and putting up with our many rabbit trails. That we enjoy taking you on. <laughs> this was a great Great. That's the reason why this is episode number nine of the Haunted Mansion. So we've done <laughs> over 10 hours. Enjoy it. <laughs> well we've been covered some pretty amazing things and i think it was worthwhile to take it slow because why ah uh, yeah why well listen if you rush you're not gonna yes yes and i think our discourse we we end up coming up with a couple of things that may or may not be truth um yeah. but it's it's interesting to talk so i always Absolutely. i always love it because i always learn a lot too yeah definitely for sure i, th- I feel like we yeah. learn as much as anybody listening or watching so yeah I, appreciate that i always love to learn about disney so great yeah all right guys well listen i uh i hope you guys have an amazing weekend and uh we'll see you next week (laughs) it's very parcel tongue (laughs) it is all right good night everybody have a great weekend kate As always, thank you so much. A pleasure. Adios. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everyone.